You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 111 of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm here with my co-host, Jamie. We may or may not have a special guest in our intro today. We'll see how it goes. Depends on his mood. We do not. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Don. Hi, Don. See how I did that? I, like, Mm. tricked him. We haven't had Don on in a while. We thought it'd be kind of fun to check in with him, see how he's doing. Do a little pulse check. Do you think Don will lift anyone's spirits today? Yeah. I need one of those magic eight balls. Shake it. You guys wonder why I didn't want to come on. <laughs> Unclear. Shake again. <laughs> you ladies just had me on for a ratings bump. Yeah, we definitely get yes. five more downloads when you come on than the other weeks. Right. We needed that. Mm-hmm. No, we remind thought, me why I agreed to come on. Because you love us and we're your longest running client, and we're so much fun. Yeah, obviously. I think like maybe a quarter of that is true. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it'd be cool to check in, and we haven't checked in for a while because we've been we've been we've had so many good interviews lately, um, and so we've had some good stuff to talk about because we've been trying to provide the information that people may need. Uh, but we thought it might be fun to check in. I think we're going to do a check-in episode in the next couple weeks, talk about what we've been doing and all that good stuff. But we thought we'd do like a little mini check-in, see how everyone's doing. And we asked Don to join us. So how you doing, Don? How are you surviving quarantine? Well, up until I have conversations with the two you ladies, pretty good, actually. No, I'm just <gasps> kidding. It's, it's, These conversations it's... make your day. Um, Don't try to trick our audience. They're too smart for that. Yeah. 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 It's uh, uplifting every time we start these conversations. It's actually pretty funny because before we start, you can tell what kind of week it's been for the two of you um, because it depends on how much I've got to caress your egos to get you to to bring it up a notch. We're going to cut you off. Yeah, Because usually the two of you are like two Eeyores sometimes when we get on because you're like, this has been the worst week ever. Do we have to do this recording right now? And I have to jump on going, 
you realize we need to be uplifting. People are looking to us, and two of you go, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's do this." So I'm just kidding. Pep talk. Hey Don, can you edit that out? (laughs) Um, I'm going to leave that in because it sounds amazing. Um, But no, actually, in all seriousness, the two of you um, have been rock stars during this whole COVID thing. The two of you really have both. You had two kids living in your ginormous sprawling mansions that you live in um, there in New York. It's funny, though, because I think the conversations in the houses are different because you have Mary has two girls. Jamie has two boys. And I'm thinking that there's a lot of rainbows and puppy dogs in one conversation and farts and (laughs) bottling noises in another. (laughs) A lot of Uh, fist fights. Yeah. And if you guys haven't guessed, it's Mary's girls that are the farts. and (laughs) Right. Jamie's is, you know, rainbows and puppy That's dogs. exactly but, what they were thinking. Yeah. But it's, you know, um, and then I have two boys. I have a 14-year-old and a 9-year-old. So one of mine is a little more self-sufficient than the other one. So it's been a struggle. And I think listening to the two of you go through this, you know, whole thing and and the things that's happening on the podcast and things that you're doing is 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 pretty commendable. Probably the nicest things I'll say moving forward. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm doing great. You can hang up now because we don't really need you to say anything else. Well, do you notice how if he's saying something negative or positive, his tone of voice stays the same? (laughs) NPR (laughs) announcer? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So one never knows. (laughs) What's going to come out, (laughs) whether it's going to be mean, nice, neither. Matter of fact. Right indifferent yeah. no right. he, don's been very helpful to us there yes. he's right there has definitely been times we felt very yes. down and other times we felt optimistic and other times we felt tired maybe all the times we feel all the things <laughs> i agree with that especially on mondays monday is not a good day to record i think yeah we were just talking about that before we hit record how mondays have been a challenging day and that's yeah. new i think for both of us yeah. I've talked to a couple of people about it now and I've always loved Mondays. Like they've been, I'm like ready to start the week, ready to do my thing too. And like my routine and okay, off you go kids, like go to school. And now I can have some time to do stuff. And now it's just like, well, that doesn't exist. So I think it like extra made me like not look forward to Mondays because it's so much more juggling like we talked about before. Agreed. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just not, not fun for me. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, that's, (laughs) I feel like by Wednesday, Tuesday into Wednesday, I start to like pick up and then I'm like sprinting for Friday. And I, I haven't felt that way before because I do really love my, my work. I love what I do. But when you don't feel like you have the time to do all the things you want to do, I think that's really where the anxiety comes from. Because then you're sacrificing the things that shouldn't be sacrificed, like sleep and, and doing things for yourself and taking a walk on a beautiful day. So that's, I think, been my biggest challenge through this time. So I'm trying to be more cognizant of it and paying attention to it by saying, like, I'm going to take a work call today while walking outside because it's beautiful. So I'm just going to put on a pair of sneakers, put in my AirPods, and I'm going to walk. And I think that's going to help. And I'll be honest with my client and just be like, hey, I don't need to be in front of my computer. I'm going to be outside because I need some fresh air. And sometimes you just have to sneak in that half hour. Yeah. 
I agree. For for me, actually, I was talking to some friends the other day about Mondays and I Mondays used to be a really heavy work day for me. Like I liked to just jump into the week and schedule and like just do a lot of my own work before taking calls. So I would take calls later in the week. And now I think I'm going to try like not planning to do a lot of work on Monday. Well, because I can't do a lot of work anyway. So lowering the expectations and really just picking a few things and probably, yeah, just really not putting the expectation of actually getting things done that day. And maybe that will help balance it out and make me feel better about it. Yeah, it definitely, I try to leave Mondays as open as possible um, with a plan, but in terms of like scheduled phone calls and things, I tried to make it as open as possibly can. That's made a big difference. So really sticking hard to no phone calls on Mondays. Yesterday, I had a very large project that had to get out. So I actually had to sit down with my husband and say like, I, I need this four hours. So we really had to like coordinate that um, to get this project done. And I felt really tired at that. Because <laughs> I think it's the longest I've sat and like focused on one task for a really long time. It did feel good though to accomplish something. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I felt really happy. Our time is so broken now, like into little bits and pieces that it feels like I've been doing stuff today. But at the end of the day, it's like, what did I do? You know? Yes, exactly. So I've been making a list. And sometimes if I forget to write something on the list, I'll write it down and then cross it off. (laughs) Me too. I've been doing that because otherwise I'll really think that I have not like done anything. I, I mean, you know, I already had a list, but. Yes, you definitely have a list. You've been doing a lot of support calls, which have been cool. I think those have been going really well for you. They have been. They I they help me and they help the members too, I think. Um, I love them because then I get to see people and talk to people and everything. But I think it's really helpful. I really do think it's super, super important to have other things to do besides like just your own work and being like with your family. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. So I'm happy to probably provide that like outlet and space for people, you know, just hold space for people to come and like, okay, what are you going through? And it's range. Like sometimes we talk about business stuff and sometimes it's like, I've probably said this before. It's like, how are people getting groceries or, you know, it's like random things or, you know, I'm yelling at my kids all day. Is anybody else? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are all yelling at our kids. (laughs) Yes, we are. I feel like that's a good segue, though, talking about community and everything we know to talk about our guest. Um, Yeah, because she's awesome. Ah, Such a fangirl. Yeah, we have a fearless founder today. Her name is Ashley Heron-Smith, and she's a a friend of both, a very good friend of both of ours. It was wonderful to have her on the show because she is just, she just has so much experience and she's just such a fantastic personality. She's really so lovely. But what's the coolest part about Ashley? I mean, it that's impossible. There are so, that's impossible. There are so many cool parts. But she hosts a pretty cool podcast. She really does. Mom Tourage. <laughs> we'll link it and everything. And we t- I talk more about it with her. She has an incredible podcast and she has a great space also for moms and a place to talk about parenting and really in such a real way that is not, you know, all of the fluff that a lot of people have out there. She's she's the real deal. She is. I'm a big fan. I like her a lot. And before before we hit record, we didn't get it 
on the show, but um, she explained to me how she had just finished cutting her son's hair. Oh, she, she gave him a haircut all by herself. She's like, I couldn't take it. So now he's, it, it was cute. I, I saw a picture after I was like, oh, that, that's good that you would even attempt that. I would not, I would not do anything. We just shaved everybody's head. That was the end of that. Different for boys and girls. Correct. Again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the impact is different too. Okay. So about Ashley. Ashley Heron Smith is a New York based host, producer, actor, content creator, and celebrity talent booker. Currently, she is host and producer of the mom-centric podcast, Momtourage, celebrity interviewer and talent booker for Scary Mommy, and a face of Bobby Brown's new longwear fluid-to-powder foundation campaign. She's recently been seen and heard as co-host of Scary Mommy's podcast, Scary Mommy Speaks, Facebook's live stream with super nanny Joe Frost for Lifetime, and was invited to be part of Nickelodeon's internal think tank series. With an extensive production background, she started her production career working with celebrity talent on The Wendy Williams Show, was a part of the daytime Emmy-winning team on Martha, The Martha Stewart Show, self-produced her Instagram docuseries Hudson County 60, and recently worked on the upcoming HBO series Legendary. She lives in Union City, New Jersey with her husband, pups, and lunatic of a toddler, Sebastian. And now on to the show. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mary. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here and our listeners are in for a treat today. Let's hope. <laughs> yes. Okay. You, we, we have so many things that I'd like to cover today, but you've, you've really had such an incredible experience and background in the entertainment industry. And I want to kind of jump right into to what you've done throughout the years, because there's so much around pivoting and changes that you've created for yourself that I hope we can share and enlighten the audience with. All right. So first, let's talk about how did you get started in the entertainment industry? Um, well, I was a performer my whole life in one way or another. For a while, I was a ballet dancer. And then I realized I hated dancing ballet. The world was not fun for me. And I wanted to continue to do something. So I started acting in my school plays. When it came time to look at colleges, my parents said, you know, you're, you're not going to go to school for theater because you need a real degree. If that doesn't work out, what are you going to do with yourself? And I said, well, I'll do what everyone else does and go to school for communications. And I focused on uh, film and television production. And I really liked it. And I, more than anything, really liked that there wasn't rejection. I got to still be creative and be in the field that I really liked. So I did two internships in college. One was for a show on E! and the other was uh, at the Martha Stewart show. And I realized I really liked daytime, live daytime television. It's a really strange, chaotic energy. And it was right up my alley. And uh, so I was there for four or five seasons from internship into working as a talent coordinator. Um, I then went to the Wendy Williams show for half a season. And I was like, oh, man, let me try that other thing I've always wanted to do that I was too scared to do. And I quit. I moved back in with my parents and I started acting professionally. Amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And 
How did you decide to listen to yourself at that point? Was there a certain like trigger? I don't know. You know what it was? Uh, I was really unhappy in Mm -hmm. my job. It was, I was there. I was working obscene hours. I had Mm -hmm. no life whatsoever. My only comfort, a lot like now, was food. (laughs) And I gained, a lot like now, I gained a lot of weight. (laughs) And I wasn't sleeping well. Every time I would see my parents, I would cry. And I was just like, this is not, this is not what I signed up for. This doesn't feel good. And if my backup doesn't feel good, why am I not just going after the thing that I really want to do? That was kind of it. That's great that you, that you saw that. And yes, for those listening, we're recording during, during the times of quarantine and the coronavirus. So that's why it's a lot like now eating (laughs) and stress. Yep. Not sleeping. (laughs) Not sleeping. Right. Drinking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know. (laughs) <laughs> what whatever it takes whatever just they're called survival skills okay yeah <laughs> okay so from acting you eventually went on to create a docu series Hudson County 60 which has been amazing to watch is a really fantastic way to feature a lot of local businesses and you use Instagram as the platform the whole thing was really fascinating for me to watch so can you talk a little bit about how did you decide to do that for yourself? You know, obviously from the time I left, I left Wendy in 2011 and I launched Hudson County 60 in 2018. There was a lot of time in between there and a lot of trying to act professionally and getting rejected a lot. And you know, it, that's just the nature of the beast. And I, in that time, I, I realized I have this somewhat unique skill set in that I'm a performer and I actually have a production background. Unlike a lot of people who are like, I can produce work. Like I actually got paid to work in production. And so I started to do different things. I self-produced an off-Broadway show and all these different projects. and, And I started to produce friends work. And then I got pregnant and I realized, oh my God, I can kiss any kind of acting work goodbye for right now. Like there's not exactly a ton of work for pregnant women. And then I wanted to be home with my child, see him grow up because I I don't think I'll be having another one. So I just really wanted to enjoy this very brief period of time. But like everybody else, after about, I don't know, four months of being home with him, I was just like, who am I? Who is this person that I have become that I just have this other little being feeding off of my body all day long? And he just like, I just change diapers all day. My little excitement are these other women that identify with me that in another world, we would have nothing in common. What the hell is my life? I grew up in Hudson County and I realized there was, um, there wasn't anyone doing something like that. And I had always wanted to be a host in some capacity. Uh, it's very hard to get hosting work unless you have a reel. So it just kind of all these things kind of like came together and I decided I could do this. It was easy enough for me to do. There are definitely going to be businesses who, you know, want to show off what they do because that's how you get more business. Um, and I thought I could define my voice and my style. And I, I partnered with San Martin Garcia and he has a great style and a great aesthetic. And, and it was just kind of grew from that. That's so amazing. Well, a couple, a couple of things stick out to me in there, the enjoying time with your kid that was like in quotes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that time is, it is beautiful. It is. There is yeah. There, 
there's like this thing that you never get back of right. this little tiny being. Even now, he's he's two and a half, and he I'm not his everything anymore. If anything, mm. it's dad. So you know, yeah, seriously. I'm really glad I had that period of time. But it is really hard. Yeah, it's really like life changing in so many ways. So it sounds like yep. it it was for me. It sounds like it was for you too. Yeah, I can't imagine it not being life changing for people. To be completely honest, you know. Right. It like feels like you're, yeah, whole different person after. Yeah. Okay. So you started producing this show, which is amazing, producing and hosting and all of the things. Mm -hmm. What were a couple of the things that surprised you or did anything surprise you about the process? No, not really. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't have an interesting answer for this one. No, (laughs) nothing really surprised me about the process. You know, I'm, I'm a Virgo, so I'm fine with working. And I'm fine with being anal retentive about things. (laughs) Um, So I kind of knew what to expect in terms of the production world. And again, being a Virgo, I'm, I, you know, pretty much think to do a job right, I have to do all of it myself with the exception of what Sam did because he's a master. But no, I don't really think so. Sorry. That's okay. No, that's okay. Because it shows that you're prepared from your other experiences from producing on other things and also acting then to be able to host. You were prepared. you know what? I was surprised by how difficult it is for me to intro and outro things. I am hmm. not good at it. that, And I still struggle with it and work towards it all the time. Don would probably, if he was allowed to speak right now, which maybe we won't let him, <laughs> he would agree with you that Jamie and I struggle with intro outros too. Oh, it's the hardest thing in the world. I, I you know, even with celebrity stuff that I've been doing lately, I like have to type it out on my phone beforehand and rehearse it on my way to a gig because I'm just like, I just think like, oh my God, what am I going to say? I'm just going to sit there in front of the bachelor and stumble (laughs) on my own words like an idiot. What do I do? So I really have an excuse (laughs) being with a celebrity. Maybe it's Jamie and I, it's just, it's just us in our intro. I could intro outro my husband and I wouldn't be able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's the most difficult skill. I'm glad to hear that you guys have that issue also. And I know it's not just me. Oh yeah. No, it's not just you. And it's so simple. Just like, Hey, here I am with such and such. And today we're talking about this. (laughs) Wasn't hard. (laughs) I know it's not hard, but really we've, we've done, (laughs) we've done numerous takes multiple times. (laughs) Yes. I know. I know exactly what you mean. And it wasn't until probably more recently than it should have been that we did it fine the first try. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I still don't, I, I like, I, I still don't think I can do it. And I haven't hosted something in, in other than the podcast in so long at this point that it's going to be so hard for me to get back into it. <laughs> okay. So let's, so let's talk about that then. So you eventually transitioned from Hudson County 60 and got some new opportunities. Well, one being a host co-host for the scary mommy podcast called scary mommy speaks so how did that come about uh so somebody had been watching hudson county 60 started following me on my personal uh instagram account and she messaged me one day and said you know hi i work for scary mommy um there's an opportunity coming up i'd love to talk to you and she told me you know we we're trying to launch a podcast and you know i had no idea you were a mom i just like what you're doing and the content you're putting out in the world. I think you're, you're, you're fun to watch. Um, I'd like you to go in and just kind of kick the door down and, and be yourself. And I was like, that's a lot of pressure, but okay, <laughs> let's do it. And I went in, I, I think I had like three or four 
auditions. And it got to a point where, you know, I've been working towards some kind of leveling up for so mm-hmm. long that this was, I wasn't going to let this not happen. Yes. It just, it, it just, it wasn't not going to happen. And it, it was like, I would, I would shower and daydream about it and I would fall asleep daydreaming, daydreaming about it. It was just always on my mind. And I wrote an email to them, which I, I, let me just tell you, I don't know that I suggest this move to anybody, <laughs> but I wrote the ballsiest email of my life <laughs> where I was just like, this is why I'm qualified. This, 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 that, the, the you know, ABC through Z. I really appreciate that you're, you know, you taking the time and I'm sorry if this was forward, but I was going to kick myself if I didn't do this. I still don't know that my email had anything to do with it. It may have been more off-putting than anything, but I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't let the opportunity pass me by. That's incredible. I don't so know. Many. It for might so, be really yes, stupid, it is. Mary. No, no, I don't think so. I'm here to tell you no. That's that's how you get where you want to go. Like the the belief, the strong, like heartfelt belief and determination and all of these years of work of different things that you've been doing. This is why I also think it's so interesting. Like, And for those, for our listeners out there that are wanting to get to some dream or some next stage and they they feel like they don't have maybe what it takes or they're not going to have the opportunity. I mean, you created your own opportunities and you creating things like Hudson County 60 is what got you then to these bigger opportunities. I mean, and that was, that was the goal. Um, you know, when Hudson County 60 has been on hiatus now for some time, um, because it just, it it was just too many, my hands were in too many pots. But when I was just working on Hudson County 60 before Scary Mommy came up, um, I know you're very good friends with Amanda Berlin who I met because of you. And I started working with her and, you know, she, as I'm sure, you know, and I'm sure she's been on this podcast, had that whole part where she was like, all right, so let's like visualize your next step and let's visualize what happens when you get there. And I really do credit the scary mommy thing to working with Amanda. And I've told her this. I just feel like whatever that positive energy, you know, it was, there was something that happened where it stopped being just like this big, vague dream. Mm -hmm. And it became a very centralized, specific, even though I didn't, I didn't manifest, oh, I specifically want to host a podcast and I want it to be for Scary Mommy. I just knew I wanted to level up. For the first time, I felt it in my bones, what it would feel like when it happened. Yes. And then it happened. But, you know, I also vision boarded so hard for 2020. So, <laughs> sorry. And look where that got us. I like, I like almost blame myself for how hard I was manifesting and setting intentions for 2020. <laughs> thank you. I think you. it's so my we have, fault. So we have you to thank. I think so. The, the whole world right now, <laughs> it's all because of your vision board. Like, firstly, that's so narcissistic, but yes, <laughs> I actually have had that thought where I'm like, did I just, did I force it too much? <laughs> did I push too hard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll let everyone, you know, come to their own conclusion on that. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. But I think, I think it's really important we'll talk a little bit about the woo-woo stuff because I think it's really important to go with like 
your feelings and your vision and your direction. And really, I love that you said what you feel in your bones. I've definitely said that before. Also to Amanda, I think actually. And it's like, I feel this in my bones. Like this is what's going to happen. Even yep. when you don't know exactly what it is, like what it looks like, what it yep. comes to be looking like. But the fact that you're on that path and you're feeling that way is what's getting you to that next point. I think yeah, for a lot of people, it's feeling of change can seem like so scary that it's like, okay, well, let's just like stay where we are. This is comfortable, right? Hudson County 60. Yeah. It's super scary. Yeah. And like things can seem comfortable. Like, okay, I'm doing Hudson County 60. I'm good here. I get to host my own thing. I'm creating this amazing thing. And it's scary to then put yourself out there in a different way, you know? And yeah, Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, thank you. Okay, so let's talk then a little bit about what you learned at Scary Mommy because that's such a great platform. And really, I have to say, as a brand, like you're you're on point because you're so open about motherhood and just all of the different things that happen. You and and Carrie, you're yeah. your co-host now for for two things, which we can talk about. But can you tell us a little bit about what you learned during Scary Mommy? God, I mean, I learned so many skills. Just you know, podcasting was totally new. It, it, on one hand, it's the exact same thing. And on the other hand, it's kind of a whole other world. And it was a really interesting, you know, the thing about podcasts and, you know, speaking to another podcast professional, everyone and their mother has one. There is yes. 100% yeah. a, a, dare I say, oversaturation of the market. And this is from somebody who just started a new parenting podcast. <laughs> so like, I am very aware of how overly saturated the market is. It was kind of amazing to enter that world in with a like well-established brand. That was, that was, and get paid right away. That was kind of the cool, (laughs) to be completely honest, that was the coolest part about it, you know, to do something and it just automatically reached so many people as opposed to what I'm so accustomed to, which is, okay, how do I get this to reach a bunch of people? What is, what's, what do I do from here? Like, what, what is my game plan? Which is really more of the battle than anything else in this day and age. You know, we all know great podcasts, shows, blogs that don't have a huge following because something is just not hitting in some way or it's just not being pushed out enough. And we all know crap ones that everyone goes to and and the rest of us are like, am I missing it? What's happening here? So it was it was a pretty amazing experience to just like not have to do that portion of the work to be completely that's, honest. That's a very good point because yeah. that part is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I feel like I just learned more skills, how to interview even better, how to host even better, but just the podcasting world. Did they like offer you trainings and stuff? No, no, no. It was kind of just like walk into this room and start talking. (laughs) And I was just like, all right, I can do that. You can do that. Gearing up for my, for this, my whole life. Yes. Go into any room and talk. Exactly. Exactly. Just ask my mom. (laughs) Okay, so then how about we talk a little bit about the change from Scary Mommy Speaks to now having your own podcast, Momtourage podcast. What would, what did that look like? Um, you know, to be completely honest, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world when, you know, Carrie and I have this expression that everyone else has, but we say it to each other all the time, which is that showbiz baby. I have 
I have a really great friend in LA and she's, she's that, that amazing, beautiful actress who is just like one hit away from being Jennifer Aniston. Like she's in the room with the right people. She's auditioning for the right thing. She just needs the opportunity and she, she'll get the opportunity and then the project doesn't get greenlit or, or something doesn't Mm -hmm. happen. And that's just the nature of the beast. That's part of what you sign up for when you sign up for being in this industry in entertainment in some capacity. Um, And it sucks to be completely honest. I don't want to sugarcoat it because it's not, I, I don't know how you get used to that feeling. I think you just, your motivation has to be more than being disappointed if that makes any sense. You know, they restructured, they're, they're doing, they're changing some stuff. They, you know, podcast is not necessarily a thing for them right now. I still work with them. I'm, I am their, um, talent booker and their celebrity interviewer, which is honestly a dream come true in itself. So I have no complaints. Pretty amazing. That's, that's what I've wanted to do. So great. It was kind of just like, all right, we gotta, we gotta work backwards a little bit. We're starting this over, you know, Carrie and I love working together. We love talking about real motherhood. We've heard from a lot of people we know and people we don't know that they relate to it and they don't feel like there's necessarily a market for it. Uh, and we didn't want it to end. So we're just, we just took the show on the road and we're um, starting over with Montrage. We're about nine episodes in. We had our first celebrity on for this week's yes, episode. Yes, I saw that. So it's going pretty decent. But again, we're with it's the struggle of how do we get people to learn about our brand and how do we, you know, put ourselves out there even further. And especially in this time of quarantine where it's just like, do I even want to get out of bed today? Right. Yeah. Do I? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't know. It makes it a lot harder to keep going for sure. Did that answer your question by the way? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Was it too negative for you? No, no. Okay. It's, no, I think people really need to hear what it's really like. And these things, you know, things change over time. I mean, you're definitely in a different place than you were before the Scary Mommy um, sure. opportunity came up. For sure. So that's one thing. And you continue to evolve and change and create your own way, which yeah. I think is super inspiring for people to hear about because I think a lot of people get stuck with oh, well, I don't know how to do that or I'm never going to get that opportunity and and those kinds of things. And while our audience is, you know, mostly entrepreneurs, so they're used to that in some way, shape or form, I think it never hurts to also give people a little extra inspiration because there are some really hard days. And now, I mean, especially now with how things are going on and everyone being quarantined, like businesses look very different today than they did even a few weeks ago. I don't, I really don't even think there's a huge difference between what I do and what an entrepreneur does in my, in my opinion. The the difference is that my small business is me, you know, my face, not actually my face, but my brand, which I, is the cheesiest thing in the world to (laughs) say out loud is my brand. It's the same level of not stopping the continuous hustle that keep trying to figure out how to put yourself out there and have more people find out about it. And, you know, in this weird economy where small businesses are trying to figure things out, you know, it's the same. It's the same for all of us. Yeah, I agree. 
I don't yeah. see a difference, you know, some, okay, some of your opportunities, you get a paycheck from someone else, mm-hmm. but there's other things that you're doing where you're creating your, yourself and yeah. trying, trying to create and bring in the finances and everything else yourself. So it is a lot of the same struggles and challenges and even rewards, right? Yeah. Like as entrepreneurs too, like there's those big things that seem like a huge reward, like, wow, all these years and like, this is the opportunity I just got. And that's what I've been doing this for. I feel like it's the same. Yep. It's a dizzying experience sometimes, but it's also the payoff is pretty fantastic. What would you say has prepared you the most for where you are now in your career? I think just years of highs and lows and working towards things and it paying off or not paying off you know, sometimes losing the job for silly things and sometimes not. And then other times just, just the constant hustle. The hustle has been consistent for years and years at this point, And I just yeah. don't see it stopping. I, I, one of the things Amanda will ask everybody is like, what happens when you get to that point? Right. Mm. And my response was, we take a moment, we celebrate and we keep going. We, we get to the yeah. next the next step of things. And that's, you know, that's where I am now is, okay, how do we, how do we level up now? You know, yeah. where do we go from here? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I have no idea, but I'm game, you know, I'm yeah. ready for it. Well, maybe you could make a new vision board for 2020. I'm scared to. <laughs> I'm like terrified to make any more vision boards. I, I meditated on New Year's Eve day for like an hour and a half. I don't meditate. And I feel like I may have really, I don't know, messed up, messed up something. (laughs) This is the only year I've ever done this and I'm scared to ever do it again. Well, I won't say don't meditate because I, I don't agree with that, but, but I don't know. (laughs) I'm traumatized now. I'm questioning. Yeah. I'm questioning your experiences and where it has led us. I'm sorry to anybody who thinks I'm making light of all these things that are going on in the world, but I just, that's my coping mechanism. Yeah. It's that or oh, cry. I, right. Right. And that doesn't make for engaging uh, entertainment <laughs> at all. So not really. Yeah. It probably wouldn't help pe- people all that much. No. Although, yes, we have, we definitely have our ups and downs and our screaming and our crying in this house. Yeah. You know, as yeah. I think most people do. For sure. Okay. So you have a unique um, experience in that you've been doing video and podcasting. Mm-hmm. What would you say are the differences between video and podcasting? Well, the number one is one, you have to look good and one, you don't. And by that, I mean, one, you have to come with some makeup on your face and one, you can roll up in your PJs and no one will know. Right. And that difference is really great to be completely honest. <laughs> really, yeah. really great. Uh, aside from that, you know, I don't know. There's technical differences, of course, but Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, you're trying to engage people and you're trying to, I don't want to sound any kind of way, but I think what people relate to with me is that I'm pretty honest and I'm pretty um, open about my feelings and my perspective and my opinions. And sometimes, let me tell you, sometimes people hate that. Yeah. There are people that really don't care for me one bit, and that's okay. And then there are people that really like it. I think at the end of the day, that has to come across whether it's video or whether it's just audio. Knowing what it is that you're trying to put out in the world in terms of 
whatever whatever your intention is with video or audio. Mine is just being myself. Um, so I just have to do that however I can. But if you're if you're trying to, I mean, what are other things? If you're trying to sell something, it really doesn't matter whether it's video or audio, other than you know people wanting a visual for something. But the same message needs to come across, and it has to come across authentically. I actually want to ask a follow up to that around: Have you? Have you always felt that way and always been so open and not caring about what other people think? Oh, or I have it a, something. I have a panic attack after every single one of these things, and that is one hundred percent the truth. It's scary putting yourself out there, even when you're accustomed to it. It's scary yeah. because people people always have something to say, and I know that because I always have some. I always have an opinion on people. <laughs> My mom has always said, you know, you're so scared of being judged because you're so judgy. She's so right. She's 100% right. I feel scared that someone's going to judge me the way I judge me because I judge. So yeah, yeah. I don't know that that will ever go away. I don't know if that'll ever stop. You know, Carrie and I, the nice thing about us having our podcast is that Carrie does the editing and I can say to Carrie, Hey, I don't like this thing I said. I think it could be uh, taken this way. And when I didn't mean it that way. So can we just edit that out? And there is a real luxury in that. Yeah, that's so. true. It's something that, well, I mean, it's something I struggle with for sure. And I've heard from other people, especially other women that struggle with it too. And put it when they put themselves out there and the feedback and the noise and all those things. And I think you've just done a beautiful job of, of still working through all of that and still saying, this is who I am and, you know, putting your opinions out there and, and being open with people. That's why they connect with you. Well, thank you. That's, um, yeah. That's very nice. I'm glad yeah. you, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm also you know? a mom with young kids. So yeah. I basically agree with like all of the things. <laughs> and that's also a very hard crowd to be completely yeah. honest. It's a, it's a lot easier to like start a Bravo podcast where you just gossip about what's happening in the Bravo world. There's almost like, right. there's almost like this thing where you, it doesn't matter that these are real people. They're on reality TV. So they've put themselves out there, but with, mom stuff no matter what you do you can be a saint of a mother and there's still going to be judgment in one way or another that's the heart and that's just real life motherhood that's hard yeah there's the judgment there's also the guilt that we put on ourselves and yeah i called my son an asshole once and um people didn't like it so Mm -hmm. but you know what he is an asshole sometimes (laughs) yeah and that's the truth. Yeah, I've called my daughter a monster before. I'm like, oh, yeah. she's she's the little monster of the house. My mom was like, don't say that. I'm well, like, that's a much okay, nicer but way it's... of saying it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean. I mean, to sit there and pretend your child is perfect is, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. great, sure. But like, who are you fooling? Right. Nobody believes you. No. And also why? Like, yeah. What's, what does that I'm, do? I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you on that for sure. Do you think there's a difference between video and audio that audio is more intimate of a setting? Um, yeah, I do to some extent. You know, I, I wouldn't have thought that until I Carrie actually opened my eyes to this study that um, about podcasts and you know that there's certain lengths of time and and certain things because people want you're in their ears. People want to feel a real connection with you almost like they're chatting with friends. Mm -hmm. So I do. And it it makes perfect sense. You know, um, I think about podcasts that I listen to regularly, uh, which is one of which is a Bravo podcast. (laughs) Um, Watch what crap ends. And I, you know, 
I now know what these guys look like from looking at Instagram, but for so long, it was just two people in my ears that I visualized. I didn't really know what they looked like. And I just, you know, I think just that step in visualizing, you almost visualize yourself in the room with them and a part of the conversation, especially if it's something really engaging where you're laughing and you're having a good time. It's almost like hanging out with your buds, you know? Yeah, it's true. Even for, even for radio, like back in the day when podcasts really weren't, I remember even the first time I saw like a picture of the cast of Z100. Yes. The morning zoo. (laughs) The morning zoo. Yes. Like, you know, it was, I had been listening to them for years before I saw a photo. So yeah, it's, you have like totally different thoughts in your head of what they look like. Who was the guy? Oh God. was back in the day. It was like Elvis and Danielle. Elliot. 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 Yeah. Elvis Elliot and the Z morning zoo. I think. Yeah. Oh, that was his name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I still visualize Elliot in my head, although I have no idea what he actually looks like. Right. Right. Elvis. We've seen so many times at this point. The jig is up, but um, yeah, Elliot's still strong in my head. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, audio and video. So keeping with the theme, the differences between audio and video, what would you say are the bigger benefits to each? Um, Well, I think with audio, you know, kind of which we've touched on, I think it just, uh, it allows you to paint more of an intimate picture. I think people have to listen more intently, you know, like the difference between actually reading a book and an audio book, which I have taken to just audiobooks at this point because to sit down and read a book. Um, but I, I do realize, like, for me to retain the information, I have to actively listen harder. Uh, so a lot of people will say, oh, I, I listen to audiobooks while I clean my house. I Sure, but I don't really retain much of anything while I'm doing that. Video, I think allows people to relate to you in a different way because they're actually seeing your face and they're seeing, or, you know, maybe it's not necessarily your face. In my instance, they're seeing my face They're They can read emotion a little bit more. They can read intonation a little bit more. And I think those things play a part in, in how people connect to you. Do you think with video, um, the judgments get in the way because people are focused Always. on on the looks yeah. always i mean in one way or another even if it's even if it's a video of product i'm a little bit of a snob of with certain things so if it's like a poorly done video the fact that it's poorly done is really distracting to me now whether it's an attractive person or a not attractive person i don't really i don't know i don't know how much that really plays a part into it uh but i'm i think you know the whole aesthetic coming together the whole collective of it really yeah I think yeah. so. I mean, even even something as silly as I'm I love font. Font is mm-hmm. like a really what do they call it? Font fontophiles? Am I <laughs> I, could I don't be know. Totally wrong about that. <laughs> but if I see really bad font, I'm totally turned off. <laughs> Does that happen to anybody else? On what? Like graphics or something? Graphics, like a like, logo, a bad logo with uh, bad font. Oof. <laughs> or like bad like that doesn't happen to you, Mary? Um, I don't, I haven't really given it thought before. I (laughs) probably, it might, I mean, I'm sure we're like, there's, I feel like there's so many things with video where you do things like you're not really even aware that you're doing them, you know, because you're just so quickly, like with the information in and out. I know for my own stuff, like I have someone helping me with graphics 
for something right now for my newsletter, for a download for my newsletter. And yeah, when she sent me the first draft, I was like, oh, this does not look right. Like, yeah. some, like it wasn't like lined Just, up right or something, you know, something. It, it yeah. somehow, if things aren't cohesive, it, it, yeah. it muddies everything up. Um, and you know, that's why there's people go to film school also is there's, you know, things like, obviously this is different for, you know, a business, but there's establishing shots. There's different kinds of things right. that, that need to be done with video for something to be cohesive. That being said, I don't want it to turn anyone off from going ahead and making their own video because the truth is video is an amazing, amazing platform. I prefer it personally. Mm. I think it's more, I'm, I guess I'm just more of a visual creature. I like to see things, but you know, I don't think, I don't think you need to go to film school to start making content on your Instagram to sell something or, or promote your business. I think, you know, any kind of creativity is, is a fun, you you and I've talked about this before, you know, I think if you just start creating content and playing with things, you just watch it and learn what works and what doesn't work. Same thing with listening to a podcast, you know, okay, we need more of an intro here, or we need, we talked way too long about this and went off topic and it just made no point, which I do all the time. Um, yeah, we do that too. Yeah. So you learn where to cut, you know, trim the fat and get rid of it. It's all a learning process. Why do you prefer video? I think I just, I wish I could give you a real like answer, but I think I just am more of a visual person. I just retain information visually a little bit more. Like I said, even in audiobook, it's very hard for me to focus sometimes. Right. And I, I have to like re-listen to something a zillion times to to retain the information. I think video is just fun. You can do so much yeah. with it. So for everyone scared of video, go to Ashley for a pep talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it is fun. You know, I have to tell you, in all of this quarantine, there's, I have not wanted to do anything for my career. I haven't. I I have so much work I can be doing. I have so much website maintenance, emailing, uh, you know, a zillion cold emails to people. There's so many things I can be doing right now. And I don't have the motivation to do any of it. You know what I want to do? I play Chopped at night. You know the show Chopped on the network? I don't do it every night. Mm -hmm. I just do it when I feel like it. But I like scrounge up whatever food I have left because I'm scared to go to the supermarket. I thought you meant play like you play it like on your DVR. No, no, no. I like play it. I like actually like start to to pretend I'm in Chopped and I video it and I put it in my stories on Instagram and it's not for it to go viral. It's not so that someone goes like, wow, she's a great chef. It's just because it brings me joy. This is the thing that I enjoy. Which is super important. You have to do things that you enjoy because otherwise, I mean, it's a tough, everyone's in a tough spot right now for all different reasons, you have to do something that makes you happy. Right. And I, and I see that because if you're looking to experiment with video, find something that's fun and some, some silly pet project, you know, this is a good time to say like, you know what I love embroidery. Wouldn't it be fun to do like a progress video of an embroidery project? I don't know. Whatever, whatever is your little joyful moment. Yeah. That's a great idea. Because I know for, for a lot of people, they think, I mean, a lot of people get hung up on, on video. They could get hung up on podcasting or audio too, but I think video is more like, oh, I don't like myself on camera. I don't like to see myself. Yeah. Um, and it usually stops them from putting anything out there. Yeah. And I also, you know, depending on what, 
what your business is, you might need a video component. If you're a motivational speaker, I don't, I can't foresee people wanting to just hear a podcast from you. You know, you're, they're going to want to see your face. They're going to want to, there's certain things that can't be fully expressed through just hearing it. Yeah, that's a great point. Now, if you make chamois and you're selling chamois, your face, you never need to see your face. For people that are maybe nervous to start on video, it Mm. comes very naturally to you. What are some of your tips for people to kind of loosen up and be more comfortable? Oh, okay. Well, firstly, playing. I really just, and this is why I brought up, you know, playing chopped in quarantine. Um, No one wants to do anything that's not fun. You just don't want to do it. I mean, there's a reason I'm not returning emails right now. It's not fun. I don't want, in this time, all I want to do is things that make me feel good. So you, if it's something you don't like to do, make it something you like to do. Find a way to make it fun. You know, whether that's, you know, you don't have to start creating video and putting it out into the world right away. Or you can baby step into it. You can start doing stories, you know, little stories where you're talking to the audience and see how that's received. What I would suggest you do not do is rewatch your stuff a zillion times and get very oh, critical. Great point. You're going to find something to nitpick. It's going it, I don't think I've ever done any piece of work in any way that I have not nitpicked. You're never going to not nitpick. That's just it's just yeah. not possible. Right. You know, it, we all look at something and go like, "Ooh, but I really wasn't I didn't really get to the point or I look fat or that was stupid or whatever it is." However, you need to shut that off, whether you don't watch it and you just put it out into the world or you have someone else watch it and give you notes or, you know, that this is why I think making a game out of it is really fun. You know, TikTok exists right now. I don't know how to use it, to be completely honest, which is me either (laughs) really weird because I'm I'm pretty technical. Uh, I just have not had the desire to sit down and learn how to do videos of me dancing, but if that's something that you think is fun, go play with it. Go play with it. Put it out into the world. No one has to see it, but just start playing and get a little bit comfortable um, in front of it. I really think the more you can make something enjoyable, the better off you are. And also find comfort in the fact that pretty much everyone feels the same way about themselves on camera as you do yeah. about yourself on camera. I've never talked to anyone that said, oh, I did a great job with that Yeah, when it was something on video. Yeah. Or anyone who's like, oh, my God, didn't I look great? Like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's great. That's great yeah, if they do. I, I mean. That's not me. That's right. Totally. That's amazing. But also, who is that person? <laughs> yeah. You, you want to interview them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to learn the secret. Just a couple of things to wrap up. What is something that you used to fear in your business that you don't anymore? Being told no. That's, That's the a truth. great one. You know, for so, I, I think now, at soon to be 35, wow, had I really gone as full force into this earlier on as I have been in the past few years, where could I be now? And I think about that a lot. And, you know, I don't I don't really endorse that kind of thinking because really it's just right. 
self-defeating and it, it doesn't do right. you any good. But um, there's uh, this host, podcast host, on-camera host. Her name is Taylor Strecker. Do you know her? Uh, no, I don't think so. She just does like, I don't even know what kind of podcasting she does. I know she hosts um, like, young, you know the show Younger? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She does their like after show. But I started following her on Instagram for one reason or another, and she posted some clips she did on a podcast, and she was talking about uh, her divorce and how traumatic her divorce was on her. And once she could accept that she had failed in this huge way, you know, and when I say failed, I'm putting air quotes, nothing could hold her back. So it was like once you get used to being told no – you're not going to be scared of being told no. It, right. It just, and if you continue to be, then you need to find something else to do with your life. But if I'm going to continuously be scared of, you know, I remember being in my 20s and my mom saying like, well, why don't you just email an agent? Just cold email an agent. And I said, you know, that's not what you do. You don't just email an agent and just say like, hi, I'm great. Sign me. It just doesn't work like that. But now I would do it and I have done it. And you know what? I haven't gotten responses or I have, and it hasn't turned into anything as of yet, but maybe it did with that scary mommy email, you know? Yeah. I got tired of being told no, essentially, and letting it affect me. That's great. That's a great thing to, to get over. And it, it reminds me, my mom used to do stuff like that to me too, or tell me to do something. And I was always so embarrassed. I'm like, mom, what are you doing? Yeah. And, but then I became a mom and, and all that went out the window. And now I'm like, I really think like becoming a parent is a huge catalyst in things. I don't, I don't, I can't really put my finger on it. I don't know if it's this, everything else kind of seems less dire, but all of a sudden you stop, like you give fewer shits about things. Yeah, and I'm I I deliberately use the S word there, but I can take it out if you want. You just you just stop caring. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, and and for freeing. me even yeah, very freeing. When I had my second daughter, I felt it even more Oof. because for my first, I was like I felt like I was like you know always trying to control everything in some way because it's like oh, wait, no, don't, you know, do that. Don't do that, whatever. And then the second one, I'm just like, like, what day is it? I'm so tired. I don't know what's going on. Like, who cares? Like, it's like, they, you know, like the first kid always has the baby books. Yeah. My second daughter actually now during quarantine, we were like cleaning stuff out, looking at pictures and um, she was asking where her pictures were. And I was like, oh, um, in my phone, they're in my phone. Yes. (laughs) And they're on my old computer. (laughs) we're we're trying to potty train my son and today he was sitting on the potty peeing and he put both his feet up on the toilet and he asked me he goes mama it's okay and I was like yeah I mean it's weird (laughs) but if that's how you want to pee go with it I you know and and it's such a insignificant example but it's just yeah. this this thing happens where it's just like I, you know you want to pee like a weirdo let's just get you out of a diaper I don't care how right. it happens right <laughs> fine right one less thing to need to buy it yes at the store right now yes and also like you're getting too old to pee in a diaper kid <laughs> <laughs> now right. you're going to school in September if school opens up again so like right. oh by stop. September it better open again oh goodness <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's not entertain that. <sighs> T- can you tell everyone where we can find more about you? Yes. Uh, so about me personally, you can find, uh, wow, that was in English. Let's try that again. <laughs> you can find everything you need to know about me on my website, ashleyheronsmith.com or on my Instagram at ashheronsmith. You can also find Momtourage anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, it's there. And our website is momtouragepodcast.com. Our Instagram is at momtouragepodcast. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We'll link all of that in the show notes. Ashley, you are amazing. I love everything that you're doing. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for um, always being so kind and supportive and, uh, you know, I love you. I love you too. I love her. (laughs) She's the best. Ah, she's so cool. Yeah, her story is so fun and interesting. And I mean, I've followed her since she started her the Hudson County 60. I remember meeting her right when she was starting it. And she's just totally rocked it into some um, she's got an amazing career. The way that she creates and also like works with other people and kind of all brings it in together for her own experience is just so fascinating to me. Like the, like the high profile experiences she's had, plus also like, well, I'm just going to go do my own show because I want to have a platform and a voice and an audience. Like it's, it's amazing to me. She's very cool. I hope you guys enjoyed our latest fearless founder. Um, we'll drop all the links in both the show notes and also in the uh, Facebook group. So you guys can fangirl over Ashley as much as we do. If you are not a member of the Facebook group, you can find us at Fearless Business Podcast HQ or fearlessbusinesspodcast.com or anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Reviews are nice too. <laughs> we love reviews. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.